Hello and welcome to a new episode of The Career Changers. Today, our guest is Sara Tureta, founder of Save the Dogs and Other Animals, and also winner of the Career Changers Awards 2022 for the corporate category. She went from the corporate award to a career as an animal rights activist, and today she's here to tell us how to become an animal rights activist. Hi, Sara. Hello. Hello, Elisa. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to have you here because uh, um, I, I did an interview with you a while ago and it was very successful. And also so many people voted for you for the Career Changes Awards. So um, there was no better person to talk about and how to become an animal rights activist. Thank so, you. <laughs> so let's start from the fact that uh, choosing a career in this sector, it requires really passion towards uh, animals and, and, is, and is a proper mission. So I would say that anyone that starts to have the sort of thoughts as to how to themselves is this my mission? What is the mission of an animal rights activist? Well, the activist uh, in animal protection is a person who feels an irrepressible drive to devote himself to animals, a drive that she cannot resist. I use she because I am a woman and which leads her to transform her mission into a profession. So you must do this by identifying the area in which you feel most inclined. And you can choose to set up an organization, as I did, or devote yourself to advocacy or to develop awareness campaigns or lobbying to improve uh, legislative work. So there is not one kind of animal welfare or animal protection activist. There are several kinds of activists. In whatever area you decide to move, Uh, The activist has decided that his work must necessarily be dedicated to what is closest to his heart. And the closest to my heart are dogs. Uh, To what is worth living for and for which you really want to see a change in the world. So becoming yourself the promoter of that change. So the activist has a vocation and must follow it whatever it takes. And in my case, it is dog population management and fighting against this phenomenon. So let's talk about the education and qualification. So because I know your story, I know that uh, you went uh, from the corporate world to this new career at the time. So is there any education or qualification needed to become an animal rights activist or is more uh, something that uh, people can learn through experience and by observing the world? Well, I think it depends very much on the field in which you choose to operate. I have a degree in modern literature and social communications. And this has helped me enhancing the communication component of my organization since the very beginning of Save the Dogs. But if I had had another degree, like if I was a veterinarian, for example, I would have managed much better the kennel and the catering in Romania. So there is not one degree, a specific degree. You can, your your background can be of different kinds. If you choose to lobby, for instance, uh, a degree in law, 
uh, will be certainly more suitable. Why, if you do advocacy, it is good to have juridical background. But I think that it's not the degree that makes a difference uh, or that limits the possibility of being an activist. I think that at the base uh, um, of those who start an organization, as I did, in addition to motivation, which is the main drive, there is an entrepreneurial spirit applied to the social sector. So you have to be a bit of an entrepreneur with all the efforts and all the uncertainties and all the challenges that this entails. So let's talk about uh, getting experience. Um, I mentioned a few times that you had a different career. So you were working in PR in Milan in the 80s. And you had several trips abroad and you start to discover this world uh, where there were strange dogs in Romania and then you change your life. So for someone that uh, maybe is occupied in another job and they start to feel that it's not fulfilling enough, how can they start to get some experience? Is that volunteering the first step or are there any other ways? Well, sure. Uh... I think that having local or international volunteering experiences is very useful because we can verify our motivation and understand how much we really care about the cause and what we are more inclined to do. So that is how I started in a local kennel. At the same time, I would suggest participating in national and international conferences like uh, the International Companion Animal Welfare Conference, uh, which Dogs Trust, uh, a British organization, organizes every year in Europe and where I really grew up. Um, so initially, I started just simply walking the dogs of the kennels in, in Milan area and reading a lot about this subject uh, and uh, all around animal rights. Uh, but when the media started reporting the cull of stray dogs in Romania, the road was already paved. So I didn't hesitate to leave, go to Romania and bring aid. So I had known the dog universe through my voluntary work and I had already fallen in love with these extraordinary creatures. So what would be your suggestion to someone that never had any experience before? Definitely starting with volunteering at a local level and then attending conferences uh, that are targeting animal welfare activists uh, just to go deeper into this, uh, the topics of, uh, for instance, dog population management or how to properly manage a kennel and so on. So let's move on. So we talked a little bit about education, qualification, volunteering, getting experience. But the reality is that we can have all the good intention, ideas, mission in the world. But if we don't reach out to other people, then it all becomes very challenging and difficult, as if not impossible, especially in an era where everything is dominated by social media and uh, online life. So what is the importance of networking to become an animal rights activist? Well, I think it's fundamental uh, because someone in another part of the world has already faced the same odds and has already had my doubts. So I don't have to create the wheel. I can I have to look for other people and be inspired by other people and see how they did things. So looking for those who already already had similar experiences and learning from their mistakes or from their successes is extremely important. It has been for me. 
Uh, and then, of course, activating collaborations or synergies is also essential. It can be tiring, but it's the only way to burn the steps in the growth of your own organization. So unity is a strength, even if it must be, uh, must be based not only on a common cause, but also on more human values to be shared, like mutual respect, fairness and transparency. I'm referring to partnerships with other organizations. So without these other values, the collaboration has no future. And then, of course, uh, there is the networking with individuals. So creating a community around yourself, because alone you can't do absolutely nothing. So you need donors, but you need supporters, you need followers. So you have to nurture your social media pages and then of course uh, have uh, the organization uh, social media pages and decide what is the tone of voice and how you want to interact with people what kind of how you want to communicate your organization and your mission so these are all all key activities for an activist so when uh, someone starts uh, a new career, one way could be to find a job uh, to an existing organization, like could be Save the Dogs and Other Animals. I've seen that sometimes you have some opening positions. Vacancies, yes, vacancies, open open positions, yes. Um, or if they are, you know, they have their own uh, ideas, they could start a rescue or start a non-profit animal organization. So what are your suggestions in terms of choosing um, a cause? Well, I think it depends on your personal predisposition. So you must know yourself deeply and you need a lot of self-awareness. And uh, probably the best thing is gathering experience, working for some professional organization, and then maybe start your own rescue group. It is absolutely forbidden to improvise. Loving animals is not enough to start an association or a shelter. You need skills in various areas, administrative, financial, legislative, human resources, and so on, um, shelter medicine. And you need a business plan, which in fact in our sector is a fundraising plan. So you need all these competencies before starting your own, uh, your own thing. So my advice is definitely to gain experience working for somebody that already has a history and uh, and learn as much as possible. So you mentioned the word fundraising. That is our next point. So probably one of the most challenging, well, maybe not for you, but it sounds, you know, that, that requires uh, skills and knowledge in terms of, okay, I have the ideas, I have the passion, I got maybe some experience, but how do I get the funds to realize my mission? Yeah, the answer is exactly fundraising. Fundraising is essential. It's a building block for sustainable projects and organizations. Without fundraising, one is destined to pity on social networks and to live in a state of absolute precariousness. So let's be very clear. Even if uh, fundraising is developed in a professional way, there are no certainties. So you never know how much money you're going to, to raise. But at least you have some numbers, you have projections, you have objective figures that give you some valuable indications on how much a certain type of marketing activity could bring. Because fundraising is nothing more than the combination of marketing principles applied to the nonprofit sector. So our projects are the products and our donors are the clients. 
So if we skip fundraising and we say, oh, no, I don't want to deal with fundraising. This is not what I want to do. I, I, it's too, uh, it's cold. It's uh, not, uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, um, it's not connected with the way I feel. We are just heading for disaster. We need fundraising unless we have, of course, unless we have like a great wealth behind us that allows the organization to be self-sufficient. But this is very rare cases, probably more common in the US. But unless you are a billionaire, you need a fundraising plan. So while we cover all the main points of how to start at least a career um, and to become an animal rights activist, so um, the last one is once we collected all the information, we know which is our mission, we started networking, get some volunteering experience, maybe a job or started our organization, is how do we let the world know um, that we exist, that our mission and our cause exist? And I think uh, you are probably the great expert on this because uh, the experience <laughs> comes from your career change that is actually you were working in PR um, during the hot years in Milan. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, when I moved to Romania, I started just sending out some emails to a community of people. It was 2002, so social media were non-existing. So it was much more difficult at the time to let the people know about my work. And these emails reached some journalists and, and some journalists came, reached out to Romania and they visited me. And so there was some good press. But now communication is necessarily integrated and multi-channel. So social media are fundamental, as I mentioned before, um, even if they have now become extremely complex to manage and you need specialists, you need professionals if you want to use them uh, effectively. Uh, and ideally, I think that social media must be combined with traditional media like press, radio, TV. So now Save the Dogs has a press officer and we have a plan of press releases throughout the year or there are moments when we want to comment or say our word about some facts or something that's going on. Um, if you have something special to share or an inspiring story, I would definitely include a book uh, which is something I did, as you, Elisa, know. I published a book three years ago, an autobiography. So in my case, the book uh, has been fundamental to consolidate the reputation of Save the Dogs in Italy. And it was very important um, to uh, launch a large-scale communication in Romania, where for a long series of reasons, we have remained like hidden from the general public. So if you have the chance to publish a book and to um, and to distribute it and uh, to reach the public, then go for it. Because if it's like an, an honest and sincere uh, story, it will get to the people and people the people will love your organization um, even, even more. So, um, yes, yeah, so there are few truly... about ambassadors, that's another chapter. I think it's important to find ambassadors for your cause, uh, but you need to pick them up very, very carefully because not many uh, VIPs or prominent people are uh, consistent in in, in their lifestyle with the uh, the mission of uh, an organ- a non-for-profit organization. So uh, be very careful, but they can be extremely useful too. And they are part of this integrated communication that I just mentioned. 
Well, I think you shared some uh, very valuable information for our listeners and uh, everyone that has an interest in protecting animal rights and probably maybe thinking to start uh, a new career uh, or a new journey in their life. Is there anything else, a last tips or suggestion you would like to give to someone that is dreaming, I want to make the world a better place like Sarah is doing? Well, uh, my last tip is uh, definitely about uh, self-care and mental health, because uh, if you're going to go for a cause like animal protection, which implies a lot of suffering, Uh, And no matter if it's animals or we are talking about people or trafficked women or children who are victims of abuse or whatever, wherever there is a suffering, there will be a compassion fatigue that you need to handle. And it is very important to be aware of it and to be ready to face that amount of suffering that you will have to cope with. Um, and you might need support in uh, in order to persevere in your cause in time without going burnt out. In my book, uh, I there is a full chapter dedicated to mental health, which is uh, something I, I, I have the feeling we don't talk enough about it. And it's crucial if you want to have a long career as, uh, as an activist. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for being with us today and for your expertise and knowledge on this topic. Thank you for having me and uh, good luck, everyone. Thank you. And a message for our listeners, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and tune in next week for a new episode of The Career Changers. Thank you.